It's Diami Brown season, baby. Welcome back to another edition of the Run the Sims show. I'm your host, Adam Wildy. This week we have a typical Thursday night showdown. We're not as excited as we were with the Cowboys and the Buccaneers, unfortunately, but this is where money can be made. So we have the New York Giants taking on the Washington football team. Washington football team is at home. Line has moved slightly. The over under is down to 40.5. Washington is up to uh, 3.5 point favorites at home. First thing we'll start with is the injury report. Uh, the only injury report for the Cal- uh, for the Giants is Saquon Barkley. Besides Evan Ingram's out. So Kyle Rudolph will be the starter. He'll be taking most of the work at tight end. Uh, Saquon Barkley is considered questionable still. Everything that I've seen today points to him playing, but we only have him at getting a 55% share of the um, backfield. Uh, it was 48% last week. I think that they did want to get him a little bit more than that, but they're not going to up his usage against the Washington football team's defense on four days of rest. You know, We'll probably see a big boost next week. Uh, after 10 days of rest, uh, third week into the season for Saquon Barkley. The Washington side, not really any injuries of note except for, you know, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick's out for nine weeks, so we won't talk about that every week. It's our first week getting uh, Taylor Heineke. So you have a little bit of a sample size to look at from last year. It was one game against Tampa Bay. He looked pretty good, but he did target Logan Thomas at a decent clip. So we might like Logan Thomas in this spot. Let's go ahead and bring up Run the Sims. First thing we're going to do is look at our inputs page. Inputs have been edited recently. As we said, Saquon Barkley is up to 55%. So uh, not too much that I'm going to mess with this week. You can already see that the rush rate is already down to 40% for the New York Giants. We're not expecting them to get a lot done on the ground against the Washington football team. With Saquon Barkley only taking 55% of the rushing market share. Daniel Jones' market share of rushing is up to 22%. And then you have down here, you're basically going to have Devonta Booker getting 20% of the rushes. So not really the pump play I'm looking for, but he could definitely punch one in. So we're going to stick with these inputs. Um, Curtis Samuel obviously is still out. He's on uh, short-term IR, so hopefully back in week four. After you get your inputs, go up here. Click and run the Sims, analyze the playbook. Antonio Gibson is uh, in 70% of the uh, optimal lineups after 10,000 simulations are run. Uh, I believe that's the highest that I've seen through the three slates that I've covered uh, for a non-quarterback. So Antonio Gibson's pretty much a lock this week, and he's all the way up at 23% MVP slash captain. The next highest is 13% Daniel Jones. So essentially a fourth of your lineups are going to include Antonio Gibson in the captain in the winning lineups from the 10,000 simulations. So not a player that I'm going to fade. Actually a player I'm probably going to be overweight on in my 40 or so lineups. I'm probably going to have nearly 50% Antonio Gibson captain. Um, and then somebody else who's going to be included in a ton of my lineups is going to be Diami Brown. I'm waiting to see what ownership falls on this because Diami Brown did have four targets last week, but it was for, I believe, negative yardage on one catch. And uh, so he's only 1,400 on this slate. And if he's going to be way, way too owned, then I might have to go up to Adam Humphreys in large field tournaments at about 3,800, I believe. Sorry, 4,800. Uh, he is in 21% of the winning lineups. So 7% disparity between Diami Brown and Adam Humphreys, but... 
I'll pay up to get contrarian on Adam Humphreys if Diami Brown is going to be, you know, the chalk of the century. But Diami Brown's probably the cheapest viable captain we're going to get maybe all year uh, at 1400 getting a player that was in for 90%, uh, 91% of the snaps last week. So Diami Brown is a uh, locked and loaded full-time starter. Uh, he, it's just a low game total. But, I mean, at 1400 you're not losing much. If you can get another four targets from Diami, not to mention he's a deep threat. Hopefully Taylor Heineke wants to push the ball down the field a little bit more than we've seen. On the other side of the ball, you still have Saquon Barkley, even with a 55% uh, rushing share going at 36.96% of the winning lineups in the flex, still 9.84% at captain. He's appearing in 46.8% uh, of the total winning lineups. So Saquon Barkley is still factors to be involved. I'm going to watch this all day. This might be a week where I play very little to no Saquon Barkley. I just don't know what side of the aisle I'm going to fall in yet. If the general public seems sharp and they're going to fade Saquon Barkley, then I might be putting Saquon Barkley into my lineups and hoping that on those 10 touches he does something electric just because he is obviously the best player on the um, Giants offense. And even if he's only 80%, he still might be the best player on the Giants offense. So he could still punch one in. Hopefully he gets goal line work. I'm skeptical on that as well. Basically, this is just going to be an ownership play. If he's low owned, I'll play him. If he's high owned, I'll fade him. Um, the two quarterbacks you have is Daniel Jones and Taylor Heineke. This one's interesting. So Daniel Jones is in 55% of the winning lineups in the flex. Taylor Heineke's in 51% of the winning lineups in the flex. The interesting part is that Daniel Jones is appearing as captain 68% of the time, and Taylor Heineke's only appearing as captain 58% of the time. So Daniel Jones is actually the preferred play, uh, according to Run the Sims, and he will almost definitely be the less owned of the two just because people want to play um, receivers from Washington. So that leads us to Kenny Galladay appearing in 41% of the total lineups and Sterling Shepard appearing in 35% of the total lineups. This is a decision you're going to have to make. So if you're not playing Daniel Jones, you're probably not going to want to play multiple pass catchers from the Giants. However, Kenny Galladay is 8,200. Sterling Shepard is 8,000. 8, the tough part about that is that Sterling Shepard played nearly 100% of the snaps last week. He had, I believe, eight targets. Uh, and Kenny Galladay played 85% of the snaps, and he had six targets. So you have a decision point there at 8,000. Basically, who's going to be less owned? Who's going to find more success against the Washington football team? I actually think Sterling Shepard's in a better position to find success against the Washington football team. Uh, last week, we saw the Chargers find success on like short outs and things like that to um, kind of avoid that Washington secondary um, and avoid some of those athletic linebackers. So it was a lot of quick out stuff. It was surprising to see the Chargers not throw past 20, 20 yards more than I think maybe one time. You've got some a, a decent cover safety in Cam Curl. I'm not going to say that Landy Collins is a decent cover safety. He's actually pretty bad. But um you're, you didn't see that the Chargers went deep on Washington last week. So it might not be a Kenny Galladay game. It might not be a Darius Slayton game. Darius Slayton's actually interesting because he's too expensive. Uh, at six at 6,600, that's too expensive for Darius Slayton. So he might not get much run at all. So he could be the lowest owned uh, starting wide receiver on the slate. And if that's the case, he's appearing in almost 17% of total lineups. That's a uh, fair enough to end up into some of your winning lineups. So let's head over here to our custom lineups. I'll go through the top one. I like to go through the top one every week and just show you what our optimizer loves the most. 
Um, this is the first week where our top one has been a tie, which is actually good because that means you will be able to um, just pick your favorite, essentially, if you're interested in playing the top lineup every week. The first lineup is Diami Brown, Daniel Jones, Kenny Galladay, Taylor Heineke, Antonio Gibson, and Terry McLaurin. I like that lineup because you're running you're running it back with just Daniel Jones and Kenny Galladay, and I don't mind that at all. Daniel Jones is going to do some rushing, and then Kenny Galladay is the only receiver to find success. I don't think you're going to find multiple receivers getting success against this Washington football team defense this week. And then the second lineup's one that I won't be playing. It's Saquon Barkley and captain with Adam Humphreys, Terry McLaurin, Taylor Heineke, Antonio Gibson, and Diami Brown. I think I do like this lineup. If you replace Saquon Barkley with uh, a Kenny Galladay or a Sterling Shepard, just pick your poison. Almost always, almost always, you want to have your uh, um, wide receiver and captain. You're going to want to have their quarterback in the flex. The only time that you're not really mandatory to do that is if it's going to be a low-scoring game and Daniel Jones doesn't have to be in the winning lineup. So in this case, Kenny Galladay could have one of his – um, you know, 200 yards in a touchdown game. Uh, and then you didn't necessarily need Daniel Jones in that, especially if you believe that you could flip the script a little bit and think that the Giants could be, um, you know, productive in this game. And you think that the Giants could actually win, then you could certainly see going this route where Washington football team is actually trying to keep up. Um, in that case, you're still going to have Antonio Gibson in. He was targeted quite a bit. Actually, he had, I think, the highest market share for a running back uh, on the whole slate on Sunday. And McKissick still had like a chunk of targets. So they're going to throw it to the running back. Even with Taylor Heineke in there, it didn't seem like it was going to change much. Um, we can go down here to a Kenny Galladay captain. This does have Daniel Jones in the flex. So this is Kenny Galladay at captain, Antonio Gibson, Taylor Heineke. Daniel Jones, Adam Humphreys, Diami Brown. I don't mind playing both quarterbacks because I don't think both quarterbacks are going to be super owned. You have to remember at a 40-point over-under, you're probably going to see a ton of Washington defense. And I'm actually pretty glad that our optimizer is not spitting out a ton of Washington defense because I know that Washington defense is going to be super high-owned. And for me personally, when I'm playing on the showdown slates, I don't like to play defense when they're going to be high-owned. I do like to play defense when they're going to be low owned. When nobody's talking about the defense, it's a good week to sprinkle them in. Maybe you get a pick six, something like that. But when everybody's going to be on the Washington football team and they're going to end up, you know, at 30% exposure or something like that, go ahead and throw both quarterbacks in and hope it hits the over, especially when you're getting a little contrarian with Kenny Galladay at captain and only running it with Daniel Jones. So you're basically saying it's going to be a two-man show on the giant side of the ball with Saquon Barkley having little to no involvement, no success on the ground. I really love playing it from that angle this week. So I'm just pretending that the giants are going to have zero success on the ground. And I'm hoping that they don't even try. I don't trust Jason Garrett really too terribly much to have a productive game plan going into this week. But if I were uh, the giants, I'd be coming out guns blazing off the bat because you're not going to find any success with a hobbled, Saquon Barkley and Devontae Booker, in my opinion. So that then we need to get to our first Miami captain. This is the last thing I want to talk about before we look at some projections and maybe build some lineups. Miami um, at captain is going to be huge this week. The only thing that you need to consider this week with Miami Brown at captain is that 
um, there's not like it's not a fireworks game, right? So usually if we had like let's say Sunday we have the Chiefs playing the um, Ravens and we found a situation where Sammy Watkins was like 1400, then he would be a locked and loaded captain and you would have some really, really high value players to put into your flex. With this week, I actually like just leaving a ton of salary on the table with Diami Brown because there's a lot of cheaper options or mid-price options, I should say, on both sides of the ball this week. And Diami is still, you know, a productive um, captain. So Diami should be more expensive than Adam Hoffries for sure. Diami should probably be like a 5K player. And he's only one 1.4K. So I don't mind putting Diami in captain, pretending that he was a 5K player, and then just leaving a ton of salary on the table for your large field tournament. That's actually what I think I'm going to do for the Millie Maker. So our first lineup is Diami Brown, Terry McLaurin, Daniel Jones, Sterling Shepard, Antonio Gibson, and Taylor Heineke. This is going to leave some meat on the bone. Um, the only thing that I would do differently here is uh, I actually prefer Diami Brown in captain with a Washington onslaught. So I would run five Washington players and then just maybe Kenny Galli or Sterling Shepard. I haven't decided which one's going to be my favorite yet this week. So I would do something like Diami Brown, Terry McLaurin, Kenny Galladay, Antonio Gibson, Taylor Heineke, and uh, Logan Thomas would be my player of choice. Um, maybe you could throw J.D. McKissick in there instead of Logan Thomas and leave a ton of salary on the table. But I do believe that Logan Thomas is going to find some success this week um, against, uh, you know, against the Giants with Taylor Heineke. Uh, that was a 10 frequency. So we have two 13 frequencies and 11 frequency and three 10 frequencies before we get into a bunch of nines and a bunch of eights. The two 13s were the ones that I told you at the top with Saquon Barkley and the captain. I might even manually adjust Saquon Barkley's um, touch share down even a little bit more if he does end up playing because the fact that he's still questionable on Thursday is concerning. Yesterday when I was digging into this, um, it seemed as though the questionable tag was going to get removed just because Saquon Barkley took, you know, limited reps in practice, but that was to be expected coming off the knee injury, coming off first contact of the year. I never felt like Saquon's um, status was in doubt for this game, but the fact that he's still questionable, I guess you can look at it from the Giants perspective and say that uh, what's the point in saying that he's fully active uh, in, in game theory sense, he's probably going to play, but still being questionable this close to game time tells me that there's a chance that, uh, He's even more limited than last week. Let's go over here to our projections before we build a couple lineups. We've got Antonio Gibson projected for 19.6. Daniel Jones projected for 18.9. Taylor Heineke projected for 17.3. Then you take your first little drop off of more than two points. That's Saquon Barkley at 15.4. Terry McLaurin at 15.1. Another little drop to Kenny Galladay at 13.7. Sterling Shepard at 12.4. Logan Thomas at 10.8. Those are your big plays there. And then you get down into the J.D. McKissick, Adam Humphrey, Diami Brown, Darius Slayton range. Those are all around seven, seven or eight projected points. And uh, so that's why we love Diami Brown so much, right? I mean, he's projected around all those guys. Even I think he should be projected more like Logan Thomas around 10 points. Uh, I highly, highly doubt that he gets another four target game with only one reception for, I believe, negative yards, especially against the Giants defense. So I expect Naomi Brown to actually boost up probably into a little tier right behind Logan Thomas. And uh, again, I 
advise approaching this slate as if Diami Brown was more expensive. We always like to leave salary on the table. I almost never, actually, I specifically make it a point to never have a, um, a full salary lineup uh, in tournaments. It's just, it doesn't make any sense. You're asking to get duplicated. Even if you only leave a little bit on the table, you're still asking to get duplicated. And we're shooting for, you know, first overall, not a 50,000 weight tie. I'd rather, I mean, it's hard to say I'd, I'd rather win a few thousand dollars, right? But I'd rather win all of it if I could. So just play Diami Brown as if he was, um, say maybe maybe play, play him as if he was Sammy Watkins on our last slate, right? So like a 5K receiver, uh, a secondary target, Sammy Watkins ends up with, uh, I think, four receptions for like 95 yards. Um, you know, it, it's similar player, um, similar similar style uh and hopefully taylor heineke decides to push the ball a little bit more that's what we were expecting with ryan fitzpatrick at least and taylor heineke gets the ryan fitzpatrick comparison quite a bit so we'll go over here to draftkings.com put together a little bit of a lineup thursday night millionaire enter it again all right so the first thing that oh, whoops Sorry, wrong slate. The first thing that I'm going to do is put Diami a captain. I mean, that's just, it's too easy for me this week, especially in, in large field. Um, but the problem is a lot of people are going to do it. You're going to see a 14K or a 1.4K player garnering like 13, 14% ownership at captain. So that's pretty insane. Um, I'm going to do that Washington onslaught that I talked about. So I'm going to put Taylor Heineke in there. I'm going to put Logan Thomas in there, Terry McLaurin, Antonio Gibson. Uh, that's going to leave me with 11-7. So literally every player on the slate is available to me. And now when you get to this point, you have a lot of options. So we'll start with Daniel Jones naked. I don't, I don't think I'm going to run Daniel Jones naked. I don't think he's going to get a 90-yard touchdown. But one thing to consider is that we did bump up Daniel Jones' rushing production to 22% of the market share because Saquon Barkley is going to be at least limited, um, maybe not play. So if you believe that Daniel Jones can get a lot done on the ground, then maybe you do run Daniel Jones back naked, and that would be a super contrarian lineup for something like the Millie Maker. But then you also have to consider leading up to game time, what news are we getting on Saquon Barkley? Because like I said, I'm going to put my priors to the side and just decide if he's low-owned, I'll play him. If he's high-owned, I won't play him. But with the name value running it back with just Saquon Barkley, it makes maybe too much sense. So it might not be the best play. I think this is what you're going to have to decide right here if you run this lineup. So if you do the full Washington onslaught and you captain Diami Brown and you're going to leave like 3K on the table, you need to either decide between Kenny Galladay or Sterling Shepard. Like I said, I still haven't decided between the two. I think that Sterling Shepard has the best opportunity to find success against the Washington football team defense because he's going to get open quickly off the line of scrimmage. Kenny Galladay is more your wide receiver that's going to succeed in the intermediate routes to deep routes. And I just don't think that the Washington football team is going to allow time for those plays to develop. They're going to be in Daniel Jones' face quick, quick, quick. And Cam Curl's a decent cover safety. Actually, he was one of the highest graded cover safeties last week. So it's not a situation where Kenny Galladay should really take the top off the defense. He always can. Of course, I'm going to play plenty of Kenny Galladay because you always can against any defense. Uh, Kenny Galladay can break a big one. But I think your best run back option in a game where you say that Washington probably dominates is just going to be Sterling Shepard peppered with 10 or 11 targets. And in this case, 
I'm going to run back Sterling Shepard from my Washington onslaught and uh, leave 3.7K on the table. And I'm going to be perfectly fine with that because, like I said, we're pretending Diami Brown is a lot more expensive than he is. That's the only way you're going to get contrarian if you're going to have Diami Brown in your lineup, um, at captain especially. And then another thing you can do if you leave into game time and you're saying, look, Diami Brown is a great play, but everybody and their mother knows he's a great play, then you can just throw something like Adam Humphreys in captain, forget about Diami Brown, but then you're going to have to go down from Sterling Shepard. And the problem with this lineup I was tinkering with is that you can put Darius Slayton in there, which is perfectly viable, but now you've used every single bit of your salary. It's not something I recommend doing in large field tournaments. This is probably going to be a duplicated lineup. So Adam Humphreys only had like 60% of the snap share last week, and I think it's going to be about the same. So it is a contrarian play, and he is more expensive than Diami Brown, but I think it's a good time to eat the chalk on Diami Brown and uh, try to build your lineups around that. It's not terrible to eat the chalk if you can get contrarian around it, especially in a game, like I said, where we can be able to fade hopefully a high-owned defense. And all we need is the defense to only score three or four points, and we don't have to worry about them. Um, the problem is that if you get a Daniel Jones pick six or a fumble for a touchdown, you're drawn dead because you completely faded the defense, and they're only going to score like 20 total points. So these slates can be scary in that way. You have to make decisions if uh, if you think that they can get around a 40-point over-under and that Daniel Jones isn't going to turn over the ball for a touchdown, then we definitely want to capitalize on fading the defense. So we look through our optimal results, our custom lineups, and our projections. The last thing I wanted to touch on is just I want to harp on the, the decision point between Adam Humphreys and Diami Brown. Um, Adam Humphreys is in the captain spot 4.22% of the time compared to Diami Brown's 3.64% of the time, which is nothing, minuscule. So just keep that in mind when you get closer to the slate. If you feel like Diami Brown is going to be uh, extremely, extremely high-owned, like too high-owned, I mean, if we're talking he's going to be in the captain spot 20 25% of the time, it's just not worth playing him. If you can play Adam Humphreys for 7%. But if Diami Brown is sub-20%, just get contrarian elsewhere. That's my advice for this week. I hope everybody crushes their Thursday night showdown slate week two. I appreciate you all for coming out. I'll check you next time.